0: Hi, babes. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you guys are doing well and you enjoyed last week's episode. I think I've quickly just made this realization of like, you know... I really want to pivot myself into more topics that circumference like the dating scene, being gay, and all the struggles there. And on top of it, obviously talking about other topics that, you know, I've been talking about, whether it be optimism, choosing intentional living, and intentional action, and how to stay motivated in the life that you want to live and be fulfilled by. I guess I just wanted to preface everything with a quick little, like, Chit chat with you just because I kind of like, we'll be honest. I think I was just in my head this past week of like, oh, like that episode. I felt like you all really expected a lot. And then I kind of just let you down because I didn't. Um, I wasn't succinct with how I told my story. And I felt, I just felt really bad and I was kicking myself. And, you know, again, I like being authentic with you and transparent with you. But it also made me realize how passionate I am about girls and the gays and where I want to see it go. And the episodes that I want to continue to release, so thank you for being here with me today. With that said and that out of the way, this week I felt very inspired to talk about, you know, again, more topics within the LGBT community, LGBTQIA plus community, and I wanted to unpack basically what it was like growing up being Vietnamese American in a very traditional Vietnamese household, and how it was being gay and growing up being gay with you all today. So let's just jump right in. Um, You know, growing up, I knew at an early age that I was gay. I knew I was different from a lot of my peers. And, you know, people picked me out of the room, too. People stereotyped me. And I, I guess I understand that because... My mannerisms are just more, quote-unquote, feminism, flamboyant, fruity, whatever you might want to call it. And so, I guess you could say that I fit this stereotype of what it looks like to be a gay male within our society. And so, it was easy for people to pick me out and say things like, Oh, you walk like a girl, you act like a girl, you talk like a girl, yada yada, right? And so... Um, Again, like I referenced in the past, I never really had an opportunity to really come out. I just knew at an early start, though, in my soul and in my body that I was different. I knew that I was gay. And again, I think it didn't make it any easier when people kind of pushed me to, like, put a label on my sexuality already because of my mannerisms. And it was definitely a little bit tough because... My parents then started to pick up on it, and when I was being bullied, my mom was like, well, why are these kids, like, what are they saying about you? And I was just ashamed, because I didn't want her to be, like, worried, for one, because she had a lot of other things on her plate. You know, being Asian American and coming from an Asian household, there's a lot of different expectations and pressure that's over you as well, because your parents came here to give you a life that they didn't get to have, and so they live vicariously through you and they put a lot of their expectations and pressures on you because they want you to succeed and have the life that they didn't get to have and create a better life for yourself and your future generation or future generations down the road. So whenever there was one story of this bully who wanted to fight me outside of this library, and I was like, girl, this is the library. Are we really getting ratchet? But let's go. Pull up the sleeves, square up, fist up, ho, bring it. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my gosh, like if I'm about to fight this like really macho straight guy, I'm gonna have all the resources I need. So I was like, dad, this boy really wants to fight me. What do I do? And so my dad came marching in and was like, where is he, where is he, where is he, trying to find the kid to slap his ass, or ew, not slap his ass, but beat his ass, and so um, I think that was the first kind of step in telling my parents what the truth was in my, you know, personal life, in my social life, and what I was going through, and so it really helped in the sense, unfortunately, I did kind of have to start telling them what was happening and why I was bullied, and... I had to get really personal and personable with them, and I just didn't think that I was ready. But you never—and I quickly realized, honestly, you never are ready. You just have to rip the band-aid off and tell them because I needed them to know what I was going through in order to get the help that I needed because I was being bullied in school. And that said, I didn't really tell them that I was gay I was just telling them that I was going through some stuff and I was being bullied. And I think that that was kind of like a baby step in the right direction, unfortunately. Although at the time, I didn't think that I wanted to tell them that I was being bullied because, again, I didn't want to worry them. I still knew that, you know, long haul looking back now, I'm glad that I had those different baby steps because it helped me ultimately get to telling them that I was gay. And so, again, being... From a traditional Asian household, it's really tough to make it about you because I really, you kind of wanna make it about your parents in the sense of like, you wanna give back to your parents, you wanna help them, you don't wanna burden them, and they've done so much for you that you don't wanna burden them, right? And so I was also one of six boys, and I didn't wanna let my parents down by then also telling them, like, oh yeah, mom, I'm gay. And so it was really tough. Although I always knew that I was gay and I knew I was different growing up, it was really tough for me to open up that conversation because most of our conversations were kind of like, well, you better be a doctor, you better get all A's, you better go to tutoring today and the whole nine yards. And my parents were also business people, right? And so they owned a lot of different businesses within the Asian, um, Vietnamese American or Vietnamese culture and the community. And so my parents had so many things going on for them. And I think my brothers can say the same thing too. And oh my gosh, that gave me an idea that I need to bring my brothers on a podcast with me soon or an episode soon. So if that is something that you want to happen, I definitely will get it done for you. But okay, so let's recap. I talked about a little bit so far about knowing at an early stage or age in my life that I was gay and how tough it was because I wanted to just make my parents proud and, being Asian American, being Vietnamese American, when you're Asian, you have a lot of expectations over you to succeed and live the American dream that you never want to make it about yourself and you always want, you never want to burden your parents. And so, with all of those pressures, and then also third, um, people just assuming that I was gay and I never really had an opportunity to say it out of my worth or out of my mouth verbatim, my own self, it was definitely tough growing up. Like, trying to just navigate who I was and, you know, be who I was when everybody else was trying to tell me what to be, who to be, and how to be it. Um, And so, with that said, what had helped start the conversation when I was growing up and telling my parents, okay, finally, what ripped the band-aid off of it was when... Honestly, it sounds so cliche, but I was studying abroad one summer and I saw how big the world was and how it wasn't just Virginia, right? I saw how much there was so many opportunities out there, how much life and color and people that I could meet and see and things I could experience as my true authentic self. And because I was across the Atlantic Ocean, I was being so crazy, like honestly, like I was on Grinder. I was talking to this guy, that guy. I was meeting different people that led to cool conversations that helped me get closer to who I was supposed to be and also some experiences that I shouldn't be getting into that had got me closer to, you know the holistic view of Tran. And I'm so thankful that I lived to tell my story because I was getting into such crazy things when I was abroad and then getting on Grindr was just another part of it that I probably shouldn't have been doing. But, you know, you only study abroad once and you live and you learn, right? So obviously no regrets there, probably could have been safer. And those are stories I probably could tell for another time. But I wanted to kind of set the ground running with kind of what got that fire under me to finally rip the band-aid off and kind of tell my parents that I was gay. This episode is quickly seeming to be like a coming out story, how I came out to my parents. So as you can see, at an early stage, I was, I knew I was gay, I knew I was different. And then a lot of expectations from my family, friends, and everybody around me kind of just started to put that fire under me to be like, oh, this is so tiring. And... I'll be honest, I think the first person I told that I was gay was my close friend Jennifer Pack. I love that girl to death. And I told her when I was in high school and she was the first person I told. And I felt like a golf ball in the back of my throat. But it was definitely a celebratory moment when I was able to tell her because I felt like a thousand pounds were lifted off my chest. And I finally felt that I was free. But that was only a baby step in the right direction. So as you can see, all of these were little baby steps, right? Getting so tired of, you know, censoring who I was and having all these expectations placed on me that kind of started building that fire. So with more sticks fuel to the flame, I finally popped off and I told my best friend Jennifer at the time in high school. And then one after the other, I started to tell more and more different friends and, um, I think, quickly, people around me started to know verbatim from my own mouth that I was gay. So it started to kind of take off from there. So it started from my friends, my one friend Jennifer, to my other friend groups, and then kind of everybody but my parents knew. I also told my brothers, too, and I looped them in, and it was such a beautiful moment telling my brothers because I... um got a lot closer to them after saying so and after doing so. So that is also another story on its own time, but I'm just trying to paint you this bigger picture of kind of the baby steps in the direction that I went down that helped me tell that story. And so sorry for the backtrack, but yes, I told Jennifer first, and then I had went on the study abroad college trip, which then helped me kind of cement more of my sexuality and who I was um, through those grinder experience. And so... I then came home and I was driving with my mom to the laundromat. I literally remember this day so vividly. And um, I was like, mom, look, like, I love you. I appreciate everything you do, but I need to tell you something. And the car was quiet and I just took a deep breath and I was like, mom, like, I appreciate you. I kept talking in circles because I was just so nervous and I was like, look, I love you. There I go. I'm doing it again. I love you. I appreciate you. But look, um, I'm gay. I like boys. And I'm still the same Tran that you know, though, but I like boys. And she was quiet. The whole time, going into the laundromat, she was quiet. And I love my mom, but I think it was really hard for her to digest me being gay because she was worried for me. She didn't want me to be bullied. She didn't want me to have a hard time in society. And she just wanted... All of her boys, she has six boys, by the way. She wanted all of us to be like, I guess you could say perfect. She wants us to go to college, you know, have X degree, have X career, and I guess be straight was one of them. And she probably didn't know that until I finally told her that I was gay and one of her kids and sons were gay and part of the LGBT community. And it definitely sucked because I wish that, you know, it was a different reaction. But I mean, Needless to say, it was a reaction I kind of was expecting, unfortunately, but I still love my mom, and that said, we are closer than ever now, and a lot has changed, and we've grown a lot together, and as one, as a a mother-daughter, no, mother-son unit, but also as individuals too, and so I think um, thereafter, it was a lot of different conversations, a lot of different little moments of bickering that helped get us to where we are today. And it wasn't easy because I still remember one story of when I was actually getting my passport um, renewed to go on the trip going abroad, like I had talked about, and I had a little bit of makeup on. And my mom was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What am I doing? And she was like, why do you have all that on your face? Like You look like a clown and you shouldn't do that. This is your official legal documents. You look like a clown. Like You shouldn't do that, yada, yada. And I was really sad and distraught. And when I went to get the photo taken, like she was just quiet, giving me the silence, silent treatment, the car right there and back. And when we got back, she was like telling my dad, your son has such terrible, a a terrible attitude. And I popped off on my mom because I'm like, you're not going to say that I have this attitude when you don't accept me fully for who I am, because I gave you an attitude that was rightfully, you know, rightfully so. And I'm not not saying all these things to paint a a bad narrative of my mom, you know, because my mom has done a lot for me. She's created this entire life and given me this entire life, literally. And thereafter, she's done so much to create and provide a life for my brothers and I. And she only wants the best and she has best intentions. But sometimes that can be misconstrued with some of the things that she says or does sometimes like that when she didn't fully understand who I was. But all this is to say it's helped, you know, me become a fuller version of who I am because If it weren't for those moments, if it weren't for those hard-fought battles and little moments where I just got so sick and tired and frustrated, I never would have popped off and finally said that I was gay. And I'm so glad that I took that frustration and turned it to an area of opportunity of opening up to the world and raising my hand and telling people, look, like I'm gay and you can take it or leave it. And I realized that I had to prove myself and show that being gay wasn't all of me which was really tough because I was like growing up I was I'm going to get all good grades I'm going to always wear the cutest clothes I'm always going to look um professional I'm always going to compete in school like um triathlon stuff like that I don't even know I was always trying to be the best that I can be so that I can prove that I Deserve to see at the table, and looking back, I feel you know like I wish I can hug my younger self and tell myself that I things would be okay, and I don't have to work so hard to prove myself. But you know, growing up, I felt like I did, and I still do because being a minority, being so small in society sometimes and also when you don't have at the moment full support from your parents it's tough you feel small you don't feel good enough you don't feel enough you don't feel like you have a seat at the table and you always want to be chasing the next thing to show and prove that gay isn't all of you and that you are deserving of someone's time and Anybody listening in, even if you aren't gay or part of the LGBT community, maybe you can attest to that imposter syndrome, feeling like you're not enough and you're not qualified and always trying to feel like you have to chase the next accolade. Like I get you, you know, and for me, though, my lens was being gay. My lens was being Asian and with being a double minority, it definitely was tough because you feel like you are always trying to prove yourself, you know? Or even if you're a minority in society, whether it be your sex, your gender, your sexuality, or even the minority of your idea of what you think you sh- we should do, but everybody, the majority, is like, no, 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 you already feel shut down, right? So you, always, already, you already feel like you need to prove yourself, and it's tough, and I get that. But, you know, what had helped me start these conversations with... Um, people that I want to tell that I was gay or finally live my true bold gayness and all of who I am was the small steady pushes to people's buttons. And like I referenced in today's episode of like, you know, wh- when I had warm makeup or when I went to get my passport photo taken and I had makeup on, those baby pushes and pushes to my mom's buttons that kind of like, I don't want to say like triggered her, but low key did, um, It made her be like, oh, like my son will not let up. And yeah, period, I won't. I'm not going to let up a life that I want to live fulfilled and bold and exuberantly me. So I'm going to keep pushing your buttons to show you that I'm not going to change. And I'm not going to compromise my love and my self-fulfillment to make you comfortable. And I love you, mom, but no. You know what I mean? And so I did it through little acts like that, like putting on makeup and not caring, wearing the clothes that I wanted having interest in whatever I had and have it passionately, you know? Those are areas that kept myself, you know, stern in who I am and grounded in who I am that my mom knew that I wasn't going to compromise and the compromise might've had to come from her. And she kind of had to change her way of thinking to embrace who I was. And that definitely helped me in that narrative and coming out and being gay and proving to my mom that gay wasn't all of me, but I wasn't going to compromise who I was in order to make her comfortable. Also, please keep in mind, it doesn't happen overnight. That's why I say small and steady pushes because, um, I remember I would like the makeup moment, right? Let's like talking about makeup overall, like from the passport moment, that wasn't the first time I wore makeup in front of my mom. I wore makeup when I cheered in high school. I wore makeup when I was like in sixth grade. I took her like foundation powder girl. I'm still, I hope she got rid of that Miss miss thing because she was dusty. But um, I would do little things from like dating back to literally sixth grade that kind of made her probably think like, oh my gosh, like my son is probably gay, but my mom never wanted to admit to it, right? Or like, little things, like, wearing these skinny jeans that I always wanted to wear. My mom, I think, like, kind of, like, started to pick up what I was putting down, and when I finally told her when I got back from my study abroad trip, I don't think it was that much of a shock. I think the shock kind of came from, like, her trying to suppress the idea of me being gay and thinking that I potentially might change or not be gay, and so she was probably more shocked at the fact that like, wow, like, okay, yeah, he's admitting to it now because for the first time she's hearing it from my own mouth. And so I want to remind you that it's small, steady pushes that challenge the idea of your parents, society, and people around you to get the full picture and who you are and the life that you're trying to live out. So it's baby steps that challenge them and challenge their way of thinking. And it's not going to be overnight, right? Because they're human and you're human. So Don't react on temporary emotions. Don't take it personally. And I know it's easier said than done, especially when it challenges your character. But the thing is, if you want an idea, especially something I guess you could say as big as being gay, which it shouldn't be a big deal. I know that. But the thing is, it's a big deal when somebody has a one way of thinking and a different way of thinking. So you have to be a little bit more cognizant and patient, put your pride away and speak slowly, speak with no rational, irrational, temporary emotions because you want it to be clear. You want it to be concise and get through to their mind and go into their ear and be registered by their heart, right? And in order to do that, you have to put your ego aside. And I've quickly learned that because if I wanted to have a efficient and productive conversation with my Asian, very traditional parents about being gay, being super mother- oh, gay, I really had to put my pride away. And I know some of you all might listening being like, well, I don't owe them anything. I don't owe any compromise. They either like me, they take it or leave it, da-da-da. But baby girl, if you want to keep relationships alive in your life and people in your life and, you know, to understand you and still allow them to be the people you want them to be in your life and a part of your life, there also has to be small compromises, you know, like you don't have to compromise your sexuality, baby, like, but you also, but you can put your ego away for a second. You can put your pride away for a second to help them better understand you because I still love my parents and I still want them to be in my life. And I still want them to see me marry my my aunts someday. You know, I want them to be at my wedding. I don't want to cut them completely off. I love them. My parents have created an entire life for myself. But if it's a small challenge, it's challenging me in the best way to know how to carry an eloquent conversation with somebody who has a different view on life. You know, it'll challenge me in the best way if I allow it to. So although it wasn't easy and although I cried a lot and there were some mess ups during the way where I did have to pop off, it was well worth it because, um, it's allowed me to strengthen my bond and my relationship and my truth with my parents and not keep a like thick, tension between us that separated our relationship with each other. So I wouldn't have it any other way. And that's what I've done. And that's what I do in order to have a productive conversation and a fulfilled life rather than cutting people off out of my life because they don't get where I'm coming from. Right? So be clear, be succinct and put your pride away. Don't react on temporary emotions. React after the fact. Once you walk away, you can decide how you react, how you want to move forward with that relationship in your life. And if it serves you or not, Not. But for me, my mom will be my mom to the end of time. And so I'm not going to give her up just because of this one hard blip in our season of life. We're going to talk about it. So, baby, sit down, saddle up, let's get going, pop the wine, and let's be uncomfortable. Change is ignited through uncomfortability, right? Have you ever had an opportunity in life that was handed to you? Like, if something was handed to you, right? You never would have the feeling and sensation of being proud of proud of it. Like you probably wouldn't give a give a single damn about it. Like, but like for instance, my iPhone 12 Pro Max, baby girl, I paid this bitch off in full. I bought this girl with my first paycheck, and I take care of her like she is my duara, okay? And so that's what I'm saying. Like a moment of easiness robs you of the moment and feeling and sensation of being proud of yourself. So Sit still with that feeling, sit still with that. And the fight is always worthwhile, you know? And uncom- uncomfortability will challenge you to really grow as a person and not rob you of the opportunity of being proud of yourself because you don't wanna look back tens and years later when your mom isn't here anymore and you think back of like, damn, Like, I wish I just took more time to explain to her who I was. I wish I just welcomed her in my life a little bit more, yada yada the whole nine yards, right? Don't live a life full of regret. So So be present today and be careful with how you want to frame the life you want to live now. I've also found that by doing so and welcoming those hard... Moments and welcoming people, even if they didn't understand who I was completely from the start, it's allowed me in a way to build my confidence. I built my confidence and now I know that I can have a clear level head and have conversations with people that don't see eye to eye with people, I guess you can say, quote unquote, like me or people from my community. But all it takes is one conversation that really leaves them feeling wow or have an epiphany to think differently, right? I don't want To give up on people who don't think like me. I want to help them realize that I'm just like them. We all believe the same, right? And I know it's not my job to prove myself. I know it's not my job to show people like, hey, like I'm valuable and I'm worthy of your time. But if it's my parents, perhaps, right? Or for example, I don't want to cut them off completely out of my life. And I want them to grow as a person because... Because then they are living more impactful lives, and they are able to impact another person they see on the street that might be gay, that might be like me, and open and welcome them into their life full-heartedly, right? And so, as I live more intentional, as I am more deliberate with the life that I choose to live and my sexuality, and be exuberantly me. I'm able to be a better person as a byproduct to everyone around me, and then they are a better byproduct to the community that they are in. And in turn, I've been able to really strengthen my relationships with these people, grow through the hardship, and really build my exterior and my confidence. And so I challenge you, even when nobody gets who you are and gets your calling, stand still in it. Never wither away, never sell yourself short, never settle. Be exuberantly you and be unapologetically you, but don't react on temporary emotions. Don't give up when the conversation gets tough and don't give up when the going gets tough, right? Because it's qualifying you. You are exactly where you need to be. Those are the conversations you need to have in order to build your confidence in who you are. I'm so incredibly proud of you. Thank you so much for listening in on another gay fun episode and cheers to the girls and the gays i'm so excited to have you here thank you for welcoming me in your life and until next time you already know babe have a blessed day